Hello, everyone, and welcome to Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. I'm your host, Bill Cannon, a, retro- a retired 27-year veteran of the NYPD. I was a sergeant when I retired uh, in 2011 from Manhattan North Homicide Squad. I did 16 years in the Detective Bureau as a sergeant. And today, uh, it's not a specifically a new show, but I'm going to promote Tuesday night's show. This Tuesday night at 8 p.m., we have a guest coming on, uh, Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories, who I've been trying to get for a while. And I've always admired this uh, gentleman. And to get to actually meet him and interview him is, is just going to be unbelievable. And the gentleman's name is Joe Pistone, retired FBI agent, legendary FBI agent. And you might know him better by his... Uh, his undercover name, which was Donnie Brasco, which became a movie uh, with Al Pacino and Johnny Depp that came out in 1997. But let's talk about the man behind this movie and about some of the things we're going to speak about. Joe Pistone came on the FBI in 1969. And prior to that, he uh, was a school teacher and he, he was in U.S. Naval Intelligence. So he brought a lot of skills to the table. Besides, he was an athlete and he was a bodybuilder. He was always in great shape. But Joe Pistone learned a lot about being an undercover, so much that the skills that he had uh, got noticed. He could drive a truck and he could drive bulldozers. So he got noticed because there was a lot of truck hijackings back then, and he got brought into the, um, the unit to do that. So Joe Pistone actually went undercover for six years, infiltrating the Bonanno family out of New York. When you think of infiltrate, infiltrating someone or, or being an undercover, let's talk about the skills you need to be an undercover. First of all, anything you do that gets you made in the, in the undercover assignment he was in, that could cost him his life. You know, we work a lot in the NYPD with undercovers, but most of the undercovers that we come in contact with are in narcotics, and they're doing something known as buy and bust, B&B, we call it. So they have to play a role to be believable enough that they can make a buy. And as they get better and better at being an undercover or as an uncle, it's called out on the street, they get to buy up the food chain. By that, I mean... They start out maybe doing street buys, a couple of vials. Then they buy more, and then they buy some weight, and hopefully they can buy up to the point where they're buying kilos. And the more weight you buy as an undercover, the more dangerous your assignment gets, of course. But let's get back to Joe Pistone. So Joe Pistone, just think of going undercover for six years. As part of his undercover assignment, he couldn't see his family except maybe three or four times a year. So over that six-year period, he may have saw his family and a wife and three daughters. He may have seen them over six years, 30 times. Think of that. Think of what woman, uh, his wife, could put up with that type of assignment. But this is the type of dedication that Joe Pistone stayed. Also, to be believable as an undercover, You have to be a real street guy. You have to understand the streets. So in his um, undercover assignment, he posed as a jewel thief. 
and he had to take courses in gemology because of course he's going to be questioned and when he tries to move purportedly stolen jewelry he has to know enough about the jewelry in case he gets questioned by an expert and the way he first got into the and i don't want to tell you too much of the story because i want you to come back tuesday night and watch the show but the way he ingratiated himself into organized crime was by hanging out at a bar on the Upper East Side and within the confines, I believe it was of the 19th Precinct. It took him six months to make contact, to move some what he called swag, move some stolen jewelry. And the one good thing about Joe Pistone <clears throat> is that he doesn't drink alcohol. So just imagine hanging out in a bar for six months trying to uh, meet people in the organized crime business. And you're just probably sitting there drinking club sodas or Diet Cokes or whatever you drink because you're not a drinker, which is probably great for the undercover. At some point, he makes an introduction uh, and he gets he gets rid of his uh, his jewelry and so forth and so on. And he gets deeper and deeper into his undercover life. Now, just think of how dangerous this is. In the this is 1976, I believe, when he first went undercover. So, in 1976, the mafia in New York City had a stranglehold on the city. They controlled a lot of things. They controlled the unions. They controlled the construction trade. They can controlled the concrete industry, and they did a lot of extortion besides gambling, prostitution, and narcotics. So Joe Pistone, being uh, an undercover FBI agent, he had to have a cover that was untouchable. But just think of all of you, some of you guys out there that are cops. Think of all the copisms, all the body language that gives us away as cops. And I know to this day, when I'm standing somewhere, I stand with my chest back because I have that habit to take the pressure off my lower back from wearing a gun belt for so many years, or just even a gun, to take the pressure off your lower back. So that's a trait of a lot of cops that we don't even notice about ourselves. But if someone in the public's looking at you and you're standing and you're standing in that way, they'll be like, that guy's a cop. Look at the way he stands, you know? So Joe Pistone understood all of those things. So he had to make sure that all of the things that could make him as an FBI agent, a federal agent, or whatever, he got that out of his uh, out of his habits. I just want to say hello to some of you guys in the chat. MC's Audio, great to see you. Jamie Pimotel, Melody McAtee, how are you? Great to see you. Oscar Ferrafino, my partner in uh, Queens Homicide, right? Sergeant Oscar. Richella, you guys are always here. Great to see you. Boxing MMA, great to see you. Peter Pranzo from Harlem Raiders fame, excellent. And uh, it's a little bit light of a crowd. I just want to do this as a promotional for Tuesday night. Robert Williams says, legend, absolutely, Joe Pistone is, is a total, total legend. Donna Evans, how are you? Doreen McCormick, great to see all you guys. This Tuesday night at 8 p.m., uh, myself and Mark DeMeo, but as a, a real crime story show, we're going to interview legendary FBI agent Joe Pistone, a.k.a. 
of course, Donnie Brasco. More people know him as Donnie Brasco than they do as Joe Pistone. So just if, if you guys haven't joined and uh, join our Patreon, www.patreon.com slash police off the cuff. For $7 a month, you get to be the bucket. For $9 a month, you can polish my rack. And for $11 a month, that's the premier one, you get to dip them in butter. Also, if you're not part of our YouTube, please uh, subscribe to us on YouTube and ring the bell that you like this show. So again, let's get back to uh, to Donnie Brasco. Um, six years he went undercover. And just think of making relationships with people. Many of these wise guys became his friends. In fact, one guy who was a captain, Sonny Black was his name, uh, they became real tight, like they were with each other all the time. And if you read the book um, uh, in regards to Donnie Brasco, you read his book, um, he is one of them, My Undercover Life in the Mafia, uh, Donnie Brasco. Right there, that's Sonny Black, uh, also known as Dominic. His real name's Dominic Napolitano. There was a scene in the book that uh, Donnie described. They were walking into a restaurant, and they were delayed in the parking lot. And Donnie Brasco, Joe Pistone, looks, and a robber comes up and puts a knife right up to his face and, you know, give me your money. And he sort of got the jump on him. You got to remember, Joe Pistone's not carrying a gun because that could give him away as an FBI agent. And believe it or not, most wise guys aren't packing because they're afraid that, that they get tossed by the police, they get arrested with a gun, they're going upstate. Anyway, uh, Sonny Black, seeing this guy with the knife to uh, Joe Pistone, knocks the guy out, hits him a shot, and knocks him out. And in the book, Donnie, uh, Joe Pistone more or less said that, you know, he saved my life. That guy could have stabbed me to death. So down the road, you can you can imagine how close they got. And he knew all along that at some point he was going to have to put these guys, a lot of these guys in prison. He even got, um, and I don't want to give up too much of the story because I want you to watch it, uh, watch it on Tuesday night. He was five months away from being considered to, to be a, to become a made guy. That would have been the biggest black eye in the history of the mafia if they would have made an undercover FBI agent, had him made, have him straightened out, as they say in mob lingo, you know? And uh, it was very close to doing that. Um he did all kinds of work with them, except the work that he couldn't obviously do was to have someone whacked. He could not uh, go along with violence because he, in fact, he was an FBI agent. Uh, just think about the steel balls this guy had to just live the life. And it, it's just incredible. I don't know if there's anyone in our chat who's ever gone undercover. The deepest I've ever gone undercover was being an anti-crime, uh, an anti-crime, which is this similarities to that because in anti-crime, people always tell you, said, oh, I got made, and you would, people would always say to you, don't give them credit. Don't let them think that they got you made. You know, some people would be like, oh, you're the police, <clears throat> and you wouldn't say anything, and 10 minutes later, you had them in handcuffs. You know, so 
all these smart criminals out on the street. Uh, they weren't, they weren't too smart, you know. Robert Kirk, how are you? Good to see you. Black Rose, good to see you. Donna Evans, uh, yeah, that has to be hard on his family. Hats off. He actually wasn't NYPD, Donna. He was uh, FBI. Um, to this day, um, Joe Pistone is active in speaking and talking, and he was, of course, probably the premier expert in teaching how to be an undercover. Lauren Brem. Please have your viewers contact State Rep Kevin Parker's office, Brooklyn, and AG Letitia James' office. They're sponsoring another anti-cop bill to further. I read the article today in the New York Times. The, it just does not stop. The hits on the police does not stop, right? They're trying to hamper the police with another bill that will prohibit them even more from using force. Uh, it's like they the government and our, our um, elected officials have sided with the criminals. They've definitely sided with the criminal element. It's pretty disturbing. Now, Anna Shipolovskaya, you must be from Russia. Juan, uh, Joan Guerrero and Black Rose, great to see you. So again, Donnie Brasco, uh, Joe Pistone, a.k.a. Donnie Brasco, he actually... After six years, he took down two of the five New York families. He got over 100 indictments. And one of the reasons I bring up the uh, story, and we'll speak more about it. Yeah, Anna Shipolovskaya is from Russia. What part of Russia are you from, Anna? She's Yeah, Donna Evans, I can't wait to get rid of Mayor de Blasio, but there's, there's some people waiting in the wings who are no better than him. Look at these characters that are in the wings. One of these people here is probably going to be mayor, and uh, they are as just as bad as, as this mayor. Unfortunate. It's uh, In New York City, it's almost impossible for a Republican to be elected mayor unless there's a perfect storm. There has to be a perfect storm of uh, crime and disorder to where people have been fed up. And that, that happened. Um, that happened under with Giuliani when he ran against David Dinkins. And even though crime was out of control and the city was being mismanaged, Giuliani, I think, only won by like three percentage points. Uh, so uh, it's it's never an easy thing to defeat a Democrat in New York City. Anna Shipolaskaya, born in Krasnodar, lived in Moscow, Ukraine and caucuses before immigrating. Well, Anna, welcome to uh, Police Off the Cuff Real Crime Stories. Again, we're talking about, uh, let me just do a quick little um, commercial. Any of you guys looking to move to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina? Carol Waters is a realtor. She used to be the bartender at the Fitzpatrick Hotel in Midtown for 20 years. She's part of the Beach Realty Group. Uh, she sells real estate. She's one of the top salespeople in Myrtle Beach, her husband, Rob Mayen, is a rollover from the NYPT to the FDNY, and they sell together. Carol Waters sells Myrtle Beach at gmail.com, cell number 914-261-6681. If you guys are looking for a great attorney, a former member of the service, former police officer, Joe Murray. Joe Murray's now got his own website, joe at jmurray-law.com. He's a friend of the show. I can't tell you how much Joe 
supports police off the cuff and we really appreciate joe and his girlfriend angie thank you guys so much for supporting police off the cuff um you can pull, uh, support police off the cuff through patreon i gave you that before www.patreon.com slash police off the cuff the uh so th this this show we were speaking before and i know peter pranzo who's a great besides being the great 3-2 lieutenant, Peter Pranzo, was a great street crime lieutenant. And he knows when I referred to um, staying who you are in anti-crime. And even when someone pretends that they've made you and that you've been made, you always try to keep your cover because you never give the bad guy credit that, that he's identified you. But you can think about that. I remember one time I was walking by in Midtown. We had a whole team set up that was looking to do a front break. They used to do that all the time. They'd take a, a fire hydrant cap and they threw it through the window of a high-end store and then they'd fleece the whole store. They had this whole group set up on a store and I couldn't get a good look at them, so I decided to take a walk closer to them than I should have. And as I got closer, one of the guys said, hi, officer. And I did this little stutter step and then I caught myself, but it was too late. He got me, you know? So just think about that. Someone calls you officer and you're so used to that that you react to it and you really can't you really can't react to it. Jamie Pimentel, only thing I didn't like Rudy Giuliani is when he did the hostile takeover. New York City Transit Police Department, New York City Housing Police Department by the NYPD. Well, that may have happened but uh, transit and housing were taken care of when the rollover happened. Many of them uh, got grade. Many numbers of transit and housing got grade that were in the detective bureau and more than uh, than NYPD guys. So Peter Pranzo was saying, so correct, Bill, we're talking about being undercover. You always have to maintain your cover, even if someone thinks or they're trying to goat you into coming out of your cover and trying to goat you as to who you are. And you got to play that. And you, we, When I mentioned copisms before, we do all kinds of things that identify us as cops. The way we look, the way we look at people, the way we look into people's eyes. Every cop out there right now will know what I'm talking about. You go into a restaurant, you take the chair facing the door so you can see the door. I don't know if wise guys do that. Wise guys may do that too because they're always worried that um, someone is coming after them. Many cops, not all, many cops stay in really good shape, especially if they're active because they want to be 10 pounds, 15 pounds, 20 pounds stronger than the perpetrator, especially if you're dealing with young perps and you're an older guy, you want to stay in shape. I lifted weights throughout my whole career just to stay even, you know, and I'm sure if you saw Lieutenant Pete, he absolutely lifted weights his whole life too. He's still in good shape at the age. I won't say Pete. I won't say how old you are, but he looks fantastic. So does his wife, Richella. Anyway, getting back to, to Joe Pistone, it's, he had the most amazing career. And what do you think happened, of course, after a six-year um, assignment? They got a little nervous because they were about to make him in five months. He was about to become a made guy. Once he went back in and became Joe Pistone FBI agent, and the FBI, he was so good that when they released the information to the wise guys that Joe Pistone was in fact an FBI agent, 
they refused to believe it. They would not believe that Joe Pistone was an FBI agent. So they actually had to send the uh, the wise guys a picture of Joe Pistone with fellow FBI agents to convince them. This is Joe Pistone right there with a, a gentleman who we just interviewed the other night, Bob Starkman. He was a, uh, a federal agent down in Southern Florida during the wild cowboys times. He made he had some amazing stories. He, he sent me his book. The weight that they took off the street was unbelievable. This here is Joe Pistone. And he still wears those dark sunglasses to this day. Here's another picture of uh, Joe Pistone. That's Joe Pistone and that's Sonny Black. Uh, Sonny Black, what do you think when, uh, what happened to Sonny Black once Joe Pistone was, uh, was found out? Cheated no more, how you doing? Welcome to the show. What do you think happens? Well, Sonny Black was whacked because he was one of the guys that welcomed Joe Pistone into the into the life and basically vouched for him. So if you vouch for someone in the mafia and that guy becomes law enforcement or the guy turns out to be law enforcement, uh, you're going to get whacked. And that's what happened to several people who vouched um, about, about for Joe Pistone. And there's the uh, Sonny Black on the left, Joe Pistone, alias Donnie Brasco. This is the flyer we made for the show. The I love this top left picture. Joe, Joe Pistone was a badass, as you could see. And just to be able to play that role, play that role as a wise guy for six years, it's it's just, just incredible, just incredible. Um. I only wanted to do a you know 20 25 minutes so I just wanted to uh say what an exciting show we're going to have Tuesday night and I as I said I've been waiting to interview to meet Joe Pistone for years in fact I had to reach out to him through an intermediary that's how top secret this stuff is uh Peter Pranzo says in Joe's mind he became one of them like an actor never stepping out of character you know, Pete, you're so right. And one of the things that I, you know, I know you, you know me, we're friendly people and we like people. We get to know people and you you get you get tight with them. Just imagine the people that you lived with, ate with, drank with, went to parties with, socialized with, spent more time with than your family. At some point, you got to put them in prison. You got to put them in prison. Uh, not easy, right? But Joe Pistone took that all in trial, uh, to, excuse me, took it all in stride. And he felt that I'm a cop first, F, I mean, obviously FBI, but he felt that first. And part of this game was, you know, there's winners and there's losers. You rolled the dice, you lost. Dr. Stephen Washkel, friend of mine, undercover narcotics, was doing buying a car, sitting in back seat. RMP pulls up behind in a traffic stop. Before they could accuse him of being a cop, he takes out his weapon and yells, you guys are cops. <laughs> you set me up. <laughs> That's, well, that was dangerous, though. <laughs> right, uh, UA Amherst won. Sonny's hands were cut off as a symbol that he introduced Pistone to the crew. That's exactly right. I don't think they found Sonny Black's body for about a year. 
so it's uh, it's a dangerous game. Anyway, so again, this Tuesday night, 8 p.m. on Facebook and YouTube Live, retired FBI agent Joe Pistone going to be on Police Off the Cuff, Real Crime Stories. And I hope all you guys will come. It's going to be an exciting show. I'm sure as hell looking forward to it. And uh, I hope that all you guys join us and uh, we'll get to we'll get to meet Joe Pistone. Uh, 5 p.m. Pacific time. That's what Josh is telling me. But it's 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So for some of you folks across the country, that time I'm uh, referring to is 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. So if you can make it, it's going to be a great show. Um, Joe Pistone is still, uh, he's, he's believe it or not, I'm, he'll probably get pissed at me. He's 81 years old. And the guy is as sharp as a tack. He's still in fantastic shape. And as I said, I am so looking forward to this. Anyway, I'm, I'm Bill Cannon, the, uh, the host of the show today. And I'm so happy that I could just promote this show a little bit because, again, I'm really looking forward to it. And if, you, if you're around Tuesday night, 8 p.m., YouTube and Facebook Live, please join me on Police Off the Cuff After Hours Real Crime Stories with retired FBI agent Joe Pistone. Thank you so much for listening, and have a great Saturday evening.